Cubicle to CEO offers programs that generate massive impact. In the last year alone, they've helped over 750 aspiring educators successfully launch their first online course in just three days' time through their bi-monthly live challenge called Paid to Create. Inside their signature 12-month mentorship program, dozens of service providers, coaches, and freelancers have also made their first $10,000 revenue month with audiences of less than 1,000. Hear these students' inspiring stories and learn from their detailed case studies by searching and subscribing to Cubicle to CEO on your favorite podcast player. To all our new and dedicated listeners, you know how much we value supporting women in business here at the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are so happy to share this week's show sponsor, Cubicle to CEO, an amazing podcast that elevates the financial footprint of women entrepreneurs everywhere. Stop guessing when it comes to the finances of your business and start feeling empowered to boost your business's revenue with guidance from some of the best experts in business now. Cubicle to CEO, hosted by Ellen Yin, is a weekly show bringing you case study interviews with leading entrepreneurs and CEOs so you can borrow a specific new revenue growth strategy from each guest that has already been successfully implemented in their own business. Skip the expensive and time-consuming learning curve of testing what actually works by learning from the best and brightest business mentors every Monday. Grab a snack and settle in to hear about the financial details of Cubicle to CEO. Tune in to Cubicle to CEO's case study with Girls Who Code, which I personally love because I've worked with them before, used to be a code mentor, so definitely listen to this episode, to reveal how they achieved impressive enrollment increases by more than 200% during a global pandemic, a jump from 1,600 to 5,000 students enrolled that brought their total students served over to 500,000. Episode 143 goes into detail with the fabulous Dr. Tarika Barrett, the CEO of Girls Who Codes, an international nonprofit organization working to close the gender gap in technology. Want to use the best income growth strategies from top entrepreneurs and CEOs, including Ellen herself? You can binge listen to the past income reports on Cubital CEO today, plus receive your free access to your first 10K month masterclass and a bonus workbook by going to our special link today. That is zen.ai backslash heart CEO altogether. Again, that's zen.ai backslash heart CEO. Have fun listening. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we're here every Thursday talking to you about entrepreneurship, business balance, so many other things. And it is now the middle of July. It is hot as all get out. Um, I am trying to be indoors until September. And my Instagram did the update, and it looks... (laughs) So a couple of... Yeah, just for backstory, a couple weeks ago, we talked about Instagram is trying to roll out this new, uh, I don't know the ratio, but like a 1920 by 1080 full screen TikTok takeaway update where you scroll through your feed and that's, it's the same experience as TikTok basically with reels being the forefront and then any static images now adjust to that format of that vertical layout and it was kind of a rumor. They're betting testing it. They're rolling it out. But I guess they're doing a heavier rollout um, 
Although I, all the feedback I heard from people and marketers was that it was terrible. So I'm very surprised that they rolled it out even further to yes. you. Um, so explain to us about so, the new Instagram. Recently, like, I feel like a lot of people have been, you know, complaining about Instagram, the algorithm, the content that they've been missing, like what they have been seeing. And a lot of people will say, like, I like TikTok and I enjoy TikTok, but like TikTok is TikTok and like I'm coming to Instagram for it to be Instagram. And I completely get that. So I, I've seen a lot of people, you know, that we both know as well, um, you know, speaking about that lately. And I've actually had just a lot of conversations in the DMs about it. And so I wake up this morning and I'm like, am I asleep? Like, what is like, what's happening? Like, this is so weird. Like, this looks so weird. Like, this looks just like TikTok. And that's pretty much, they just were like, you're going to have TikTok now. Like, if you don't like it, Oh, well, and here's my thing is like, again, I, I have said on here before, I enjoy both platforms, but I'm in a different headspace when I'm going into TikTok. I typically have more time, um, to watch video because there's, I feel like there's a lot more watching and sometimes less interacting, mm -hmm. um, on that platform. Whereas Instagram is, uh, it's a lot easier to have those conversations and connections in your DM and to like even have conversations with other people underneath like co with, with comments and stuff. People do have conversations on TikTok, but those conversations underneath the comments remind me more of Twitter, which is definitely not for everybody. And again, I'm on Twitter as well, but like Twitter, like going through a whole Twitter thread and like, you know, having people like upvote something like 400 times, like that's not for everyone. And that's, very different to what Instagram has been. So it's a it's a massive shift. Um, I'm surprised I have it already. I haven't played with it a ton today because I had a presentation for uh, Love, Jones, and Heart this morning and I had some real estate stuff to do. So I haven't really got a chance to super dive into it. But it is, it's just very much like TikTok. Like, I mean, if you are on TikTok, when you get this update, you're just going to be like, this is just basically TikTok with things moved slightly around so it's like if somebody copies your paper but they just change a few things so that you can't be like oh you copied me 100% you know yeah. um so it's just like trying to have the teacher not know that it's just like an exact replica but it's like that's pretty much what they're doing um and you know I've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling to see if I'll see any actual photos and the only photos like static photos I've seen are ads I'm not seeing photos that are from the people that I follow, um, which again, I wasn't seeing many of them before, um, even though like I try to seek them out. I'll, I'll go to people's pages specifically and, and see like, you know, comment on their photos and interact or whatever. But yeah, with this, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm also seeing more ads as well um, than I be did surprising. before. <laughs> that yeah, like, be a lot more ads. Like if you start to scroll like like add scroll 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 add scroll scroll add scroll scroll add like literally just i mean i'm doing this in real time right now and that's how many ads have come up so sometimes i'll have two uh reels and then it's an ad and then another two reels and then it's an ad um and the ads aren't great either like i i think that in the past like i have had ads that are kind of like okay i mean like that is kind of like very me. Um, but a lot of these are just, just very random and not at all what they're just, they're, they're weird. That's, it's not, 
yeah so again I'm seeing a I'm going through that and I'm like wow this is a lot of ads a lot and they are very random so yeah I don't know what they're doing it's it's kind of a mess um, I think that what they don't understand is that a lot of the people that are on Instagram that don't go to TikTok and don't spend time on TikTok they don't have the time like I understand they're trying to keep people on this app as long as possible but these people haven't converted to TikTok because they don't have that amount of time so even if you change things instead of them spending more time on the app they're probably going to spend less time or no time on the app because they're going to be like well i hate it here and they're just not going to be interacting as much um i think that the people that like tiktok at this point have discovered tiktok you know like if you like tiktok like you're on it you know whether you're just consuming or if you're consuming and creating um so yeah i don't think it was a good move it's 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 just wild because everybody's been very vocal about this is not the direction we like, and they're very much still yeah. heading in that direction. And what about it, girl? <laughs> yeah, and it's so interesting because I feel like in the past we've, you know, we've definitely seen these massive platforms take misdirects, but a lot of times, like when everybody's been loud about something, they'll be like, okay, like we're not going to change that or whatever. So, yeah, I'm not sure if. Just as, I don't know if like they've been in my DMs and they've been like, wow, this girl talks about this stuff a lot, so we're going to like roll it out to her. Or if they're just going to be giving everybody this like next week. I don't know. Um, I hope not. I already do not really enjoy social media right now. <laughs> Glennon Doyle posted a like real, I mean, t- like a real I basically. her saying, <laughs> like, I just hate every, like, I've never resonated with the video so much. Like right now, I am truly in my Wednesday Adams season. Somebody, um, actually somebody, one of our friends responded to the once a quarter picture I posted of my face on Instagram stories. And she was like, I can't wait for Halloween, which wasn't the intention of the photo. But it's very funny because I only wear black. And I was like, honestly, I do look like Lydia Dietz. I, I appreciate it actually. I was like, you right and same. Like anytime I'm trying uh, to live my life like Lydia Deeds from Beetlejuice, I am doing my like millennial calling as a human being. I'm truly so tired of it all. <laughs> um but Yeah. Uh, that was a very relatable <laughs> that that reel was very relatable. So, and- I'll put a link to the show notes. It I I I, like I, the sound I let out when I saw it was just it resonated with me so much. Um, David walked by me today in the office at some point. Like I'm in the office. I mean, I'm in the living room, and he was like, "You face face palmed too many times today." Right. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that is where I am in life. I'm just. It's it's it's. I'm ready for it's the a farm. lot. I'm ready for the farm and. I think one of the biggest things that's upsetting to me is that I know that, especially with the pandemic and COVID and everything, there's a lot of people that, you know, aren't able to, you know, go out and about and things like that. And so they're using social media to be able to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're pushing such a like creator influencer market and making these uh, places where you can't really connect to people as much. And I'm like, a lot of people like, yeah, sure. They have like some influencers and creators that they like to follow, 
But going on that person's thing and writing a comment almost into the void is not the same thing as like having, you know, small business owners and friends and family members that you follow and being able to comment and like carry on conversations with them, whether it be in the comments or the DMs or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I, I just kind of feel like they're moving away from like that genuine human connection and just pushing like, hey, here's stuff you can buy. Here's influencers that will sell you stuff. And it's just, you know, even from a standpoint of like people being creators and being being influencers, I feel like they're putting them in a, a worse spot because they have to create so much and it becomes to a point where it's like inauthentic and people don't want to buy from them. You know what I mean? So it's, you know, I don't know. It's just a mess. I'm, I'm interested to see how it goes per the usual, but I just, I, I just wish that they would like Instagram for a lot of people has been <clears throat> their favorite social media app, but it's also the app that like has the biggest identity crisis and just won't be itself. You know what I mean? And I think that, like, at this point, there's just way too much going on with it. And I just, I don't know. I think that, like, when it comes down to, if they're trying to, like, take out TikTok, like, I just don't think that that's going to happen. This is not a Snapchat situation, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think there, yeah, there is, we will see how it works. I think there's a lot of different things happening in general in tech. Or tech is going through it. And I'm sure people who are in tech understand that there's a lot of different pools and like a lot of different throwing things at the wall and a lot of different motives behind certain things because there is a lot of changes being made in the way that people utilize platforms has changed a lot since 2020 where people are starting to go back outside a little bit and so people aren't on their phones anymore and people aren't consuming content at the rate that they were for over the past two years and there's this fear of losing that very connected audience into these platforms that had really big audiences in 2020 but that there was nothing else to do. So it's kind of, you know, people are like that again. It's like burnout is so high right now. Like it is prevalent. Yes. It is everywhere. It's taking it. And so the, you know, the prescription for burnout for a lot of people is to step away from digital media and to step away from screens and like, like, you know, we all are experiencing different things. So it's tough i understand from the perspective of the platforms but also you're like multi-billion dollar corporation so you got to figure something else out like you got to put the work in um on the uh, speaking of what we were going to kind of pivot to before we get to our guest interview is the sort of state of the economy again we're not uh financial <laughs> experts uh, we are not economists we do not study the economy for a living but we both work in uh, the industries that need to know what things are happening and we'd like to give people a heads up or what we're hearing or what actual experts have been saying in our conversations as we meet with clients about or vendors or partners or colleagues about like what's going on and what to look for because not everybody has the privilege of being able to go outside right now because they're high risk and they just can't go to these networking events and meet people to have these conversations so we like to use our platform to share what we're hearing and try to talk through maybe some strategies that you can start to put into place because there are words you mean the recession news and then there's obviously people saying we're leaning towards all this stuff so we just wanted to talk about a little bit of some of the things that are happening out there so you can get prepared or start to do change or pivot if you need to yeah there's like a lot going on i feel like with just people kind of guessing and like throwing stuff out there um john they lucky because mckellar williams office that he works out of is really great at providing like up-to-date information. We have a guy who works there that is like basically like an economist and this is what he does and he knows the economy. So he'll explain it and he explains it in a way that is like very easy to understand and 
they share an update like weekly, but then they, or daily, sorry, but then they share like a more in depth one like weekly. Um, and I was there today uh, for the information that was shared. Um, and what really like blew my mind, because like he broke down like inflation. And, you know, obviously we've all been talking like that's just a hot button issue right now. There's inflation across the board. They're experiencing it in record numbers in the UK. Like it's just, you know, the pound and the dollar are actually like the same now, which is not happened in a very long time. And that's it's not great for the UK. And so it's like if we're experiencing inflation, like imagine like what they're experiencing with now those two being even like that's just wild. Mm-hmm. Um and I saw that the other day and I was like, wow, that's because when John and I went over there, you know, I had to think a lot about there was a quite a, I think it was like a 50 to 60 cent difference. And I had to think about that because that adds up when you're buying stuff over there. Um, so it was everything was technically more expensive there. But, you know, for them, like they get paid in that amount. So they're coming over here and able to spend a lot. So, but yeah, so right now what really blew my mind is that like energy is up 41% because of inflation and that's bananas and it makes sense because people are talking about how like their light bills and stuff are like through the roof um food is up 10 percent, which is a lot and i feel like you know everybody no matter your situation we all have to eat food like period like every single person needs to eat food um so it being up 10 percent is like a lot and actually like the those are the biggest two parts like they're like way above everything else, like energy and food are, and, and of course it's something that like pretty much everybody is going to need. Um, if you take those things out, like the actual like rate of inflation is about like 4%. So it's not as like wild without those two components, but those two components are like wild. And it's still pretty much like as far as, cause you know, people are constantly asking me like, is the market going to crash? Like what's going to happen? And it is still a seller's market. Honestly, like we just sold a house that I didn't think was going to sell for the price it was at because I, I too was like, Oh no, like things are changing because things are changing. The market isn't as, you know, wild as it once was where you have to see a house and put an offer in within like two hours and like 16 other people have put an offer in. That's what the market was like in March and April. Now you can, you know, see a house, go home, think about it, maybe wait a few days, then tell your realtor, hey, I'd like to put an offer on this. You put in, you know, maybe a full price offer, a reasonable offer, and there's a good chance you're going to get the house. It's not as uh, fast and wild as a market as it was, but it's still very much a seller's market. Like homes are still going for really like, you know, pricey prices. And um, I think it's going to be a seller's market for a while, and then I think it will start to even out. And there's some places where, Obviously, like if we go into a recession, then houses are going to be super cheap in some areas. But I think that some areas are just, they're not a market where they're affected by that as much. So like your New York's, your, you know, Los Angeles area. And now I think Orlando and Austin are going to be a part of that. Miami and Tampa as well. Um, Because it's just the market has changed so much. And what's happened in 2020 and 2021 was... Again, this word is used all the time, but it was unprecedented. So I don't really think that we'll see home prices for what we ever saw them, before, you know, like 2019 and before. I don't think we'll get to that point where they're like that low again. I think that they will be lower than what they are now, though, in three months and then six months down the road. And like, honestly, like full disclosure, John and I are looking to buy in November. And we think that that's going to be a really good time to buy. So if anybody is like, wondering if they're thinking about it and they're you know trying to decide like oh the market's too high right now i think it's going to be low in november i think it's going to be a better time to buy in november um but yeah you just got to keep uh 
keep up to date and kind of keep watching how things go. But yeah, for me personally, like, you know, I'm not a rich person. I don't, like, if, if you have the money, 100%, the right time to buy is always at the moment because you're going to start, like, you're going to basically start making money, like, once you have that house. Like, you're going to, it's going to appreciate in value over time. Real estate appreciates in value. So that's, it's not like a car, which depreciates in value. Um, but not, again, not all of us have the money to just do it whenever we want. Um, so for me, being strategic and whatever, I'm like, I'm looking at a November date for buying. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, the market is still very much a seller's market. And, um, you know, the good part about that is when you're representing the seller side, you're still able to get them top dollar but i am excited for the market to like at least level out a bit in the orlando area so that more people i know can buy um and again if you're not in like one of those major type cities like then you could have a market that is going to dip down if we go into a full recession and we're not actually at the moment officially a in a recession or b going to a recession but that doesn't mean that we won't you know what i'm saying so it's like the maths haven't been reported for us to go into one however when you look at the trends and look at everything yeah it looks like we're probably going to go into one and the thing is is like we're always going to go into recessions that's kind of part of the model like you know what i mean like it's it's something that happens it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world i know that for a lot of us like we were kind of like super young adults during the last recession like maybe in college yeah, I mean. <laughs> and so I think a lot of people are like oh man like that was really rough and I'm not saying that it's, it's not rough but I'm just saying like it doesn't mean that it's not it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to be terrible so I would just say like you know I think always like know your finances especially if you own a business like be honest about how much money you're making pivot where you need to pivot I know for me like you know people have been asking me to do a candle making course like a candle making class like in person and I'm like I'm not going to waste materials on that to be honest because materials are expensive and I will make more money selling the actual candle than I will doing the class so for me like something like that doesn't make sense so think about the offerings that you're going to have think about you know that bottom line and making sure that you're just actually making money and and being able to put things you know because again we're always advocates of like having owning a business is great being an entrepreneur is awesome but if you're not able to pay your bills and you are struggling so much and you are you know unhappy and not to be able to take care of yourself like that's not a good situation unfortunately we live in like i don't even know if we can call us capitalists anymore because we're like beyond that um but you know unfortunately in the society we live in we do have to make money to be able to take care of ourselves basically so we always want to encourage you to not worry about how many followers you have or what things look like on the gram or you know doing whatever to show off to whoever but actually being able to make money and you know being able to pay your bills and not having to stress about money I think that's just always it's not about being rich but it's just being about okay I'm not stressed I'm not you know having to think about money all day long so that's the place that I think we always want to get everyone to and we want to be honest about how hard it can be to do that as an entrepreneur. So it's like, we, I, we've said it before and I'll say it again. It's like, if, if you're not making money and entrepreneurship's not for you, like that is okay because having, I have plenty of friends that have regular jobs that actually get paid way more than I do. So. I'm in their uh, very best regulator lives. Yeah, as the prices start to increase on certain things, just again, keep a, um, your eye on your vendor cost and because there's been reports about the credit card processors and some of their 
uh, fees have gone up a, a, a lot. And that's, I mean, that's, again, that's the cost of doing business and you should kind of have that built into your business model. But for those of you who are starting out, that is kind of jarring <laughs> to see kind of these inflation prices on certain things. And again, like Christmas said, it's really based on the things outside of, you know, like everything is going up because of two things for the most part. And so that is why we're seeing this increase in costs. But being smart, maybe being a little bit more conservative in terms of your spend, trying to cut spend when where you can is very uh, effective right now. If you need to, again, um, figure out ways to diversify your income, whether that's through different means of saving or creating another income stream this is the time to try to figure that out so that way when things do become a little bit more dire or whatever the situation may look like it may not look like anything you're just prepared at all times i think the the message at the the end of the day is to just be prepared at all times because there is never a, a market or a time where things look great and i think the web three space is a really good place to look at that because six months ago in january if i would have gone up to someone and be like, this market is about to like blow up for crypto and you're about to be in real danger. I would have gotten dragged (laughs) on the internet, like just dragged. And not to say that again, it may bounce back, who knows, but that's part of being prepared. Um, So we definitely want you to stay safe in all ways, especially financial and physical ways, mentally for sure, because it's- Protecting your energy. Protect your energy. And that is why we are having a guest who is talking about just that and kind of her journey and how she utilizes that in her business and where her journey went and how she um, inspires people's lives to think differently about their connection to the universe and their spirituality and some of the other areas. And if you're not, as the people call it, woo-woo, and this is not for you, I honestly say give it an, a chance because she's not she's not even saying anything that's super out there. You, like, it's truly very tame into where she could have gone. Yeah. Like, I thought she- I, I'm super woo-woo, and I feel like it was super... It was very mild, but just the perspective. Like, it's, yeah. again, I understand that everyone has their own thoughts and whatever, beliefs, etc., but I think being open-minded into understanding the way that people perceive the universe is not difficult and not hard to do. And sometimes it's better for you to grow as a person because there is no end all be all solution to things. And we're all trying to figure it out and guess what we're doing. And I think that's what yeah, none of us really know. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, check out. And if you are super woo-woo, uh, jump in my dance. We can so talk you guys about can it. Be crystals and plants and tarot cards and, Balancing my chakras, which I'm trying to do, which is a whole thing. So we'll have like a whole episode about chakras one day. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because I feel like if you've done, if you practice yoga in the way that it needs to be practiced, this is kind of some of the work that you kind of, at least at the very minimum, balancing your chakras should have been something that has come up spiritually and the origins of the practice. And there's something to be said about the westernization of yoga as a sport or as a fitness activity to steal away the spirituality in it because it was aligned with like being dark. a lot of people specifically don't teach the spirituality yeah, they don't, no, a lot of people a lot of types of quote-unquote yoga yeah. don't even include the spirituality in it but that's something that i learned very early in my yoga and i would guess that, like most people right now in at least america their chakras are not aligned (laughs) there is always um minor minor trash at the moment and i mean like 
I think like maybe two of them are good. The way um, there's a very infamous shirt that someone wore to Afropunk, and I want to say it was 2017 or 18 that like the back of the tank top said, "Don't f with me unless your chakras are aligned." And I still to this day go to that shirt. Like I want that shirt so bad because that is truly. I love you. Shirt from specifically i remember this one shirt from afropunk from five years ago because it was that impactful in my life where i was like i need this tech top and i probably could not afford it at the time but i feel like i need to dig it back up and go get it so yeah pals um enjoy the episode let us know what you think as always you can rate and review on apple podcast and that other place the green app and then you can always follow us on social media. We're on the the new Instagram. <laughs> yeah, for me, the new Instagram. Heart and Hustle Podcast. We're on Twitter, Heart Hustle Pie. Always use the hashtag Boss So Hard. And again, we want to thank our sponsor this week, Cubicle to CEO. Go check it out at the link at zen.ai backslash heart CEO. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hi, friends. We're so excited because we have Raven Lonnie here on the podcast. For those of the listeners who are brand new to your brand and all the things you, Raven, please let our listeners know about your brand and what you do and your work. Um, and we're just excited for that you're here with us. Yes. So I do literally everything under the sun, moon, and stars. I'm a tarot reader. I'm a transformational life coach. And just recently, I became a Reiki practitioner, or as I like to call it, a Reiki therapist. So, you know, I help with uplifting primarily women, but I do work with men as well, but uplifting their energies, transforming their mindsets about themselves. And, you know, once you're able to do that, you can conquer pretty much anything in life. So um, the heart of my business is tarot reading that's where I started but you know I do everything else like involving chakras and crystals and moon phases and all that other stuff I love that you're doing Reiki now too that's yeah awesome. for sure I was just actually looking into I was like I think I need to start it um that and acupuncture I need all the things we were just talking right <laughs> before you came on about how I'm like in therapy and just doing all the healing so I'm like for me I'm just like give me all the things um yes. so I love watching your tarot journey you share like really awesome stuff online and I think that it's important to see like people that look like you when it comes to like tarot and spirituality and things like that because sometimes things can get lost in translation. And also Mm -hmm. some people sometimes like will just jump onto something, not even knowing like what, like where the foundation of that came Mm -hmm. from. It's so important to seek out people, you know, that, that look like me and, you know, or that are even from different, uh, you know, kind of different backgrounds, but like specifically that are connected to, you know, their ancestors and that sort of thing. So how did you originally learn about tarot and what has your journey with tarot been like so far? 
Okay, that is an amazing question. I love when people ask me that question. So I actually uh, learned about tarot. Um, of course, we always hear about it in like movies and things. And I think the very first thing when I seen tarot was in the movie Carmen, you know, the Beyonce movie. But we always saw it as like a dark thing. So I went to uh, New Orleans, I think in August of 2017. And I said, you know what? I want to get a tarot reading. And I got a tarot reading. It was from a white lady. And, you know, everything that she said, and she kept telling me I had a gift and whatnot, everything she said to me, um, it came true, like some weeks later. And I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then um, maybe some months later, I live in Atlanta. I got a tarot reading here in Atlanta as well from another white lady. And she told me something similar. I had a gift. And I just didn't understand what the gift could be because I always wondered, you know, I wish I had a gift or I wish I could sing or something like that. And then I would, I would just keep hearing tarot, tarot, tarot. I'm like, these random people I'm hearing on the street talking about tarot. My friends who don't even do any tarot reading still to this day, they're talking about tarot. So I'm thinking maybe that was a sign that I needed to get into tarot because I initially started my spiritual journey by getting crystals. Like I used to hold grudges and I, you know, sometimes I couldn't really sleep at night. So I started off with rose quartz and clear quartz. And maybe once I started with that, that began to open up my eyes to what my calling was. And I think around like December 2018, uh, I got a tarot deck. Someone, you know, people always say, oh, someone has to gift you a tarot deck. And so I told my mom I wanted to get into tarot and she bought my deck for me just to be gifted a deck. And I learned it. And, you know, the rest has been history. I think the biggest thing is connecting with your intuition. So that's always been the driving factor for me to become a good tarot reader to a great to a phenomenal tarot reader. Um, so tarot has been my best friend and it still is my best friend. I consult my cards with any major event in life. And I always, um, you know, try to encourage people to get a tarot reading, especially close friends and family, uh, as, as long as they're open to it. Because I feel like it's good to see what the cards can reveal that you don't really want to admit to. And I have nothing but positive um, experiences from tarot because, um, like I said, it's been my best friend. So I have no complaints. I did not know about the whole thing where, like, it's good to get, like, gifted um, a, a deck of uh, tarot Well, cards. see, that's the thing. Like you were saying, it's good to have us represented. You know, I love all people. I just want to begin by saying it. But I think that's, like... Uh, a rule and like maybe like with white people or people who aren't of different colors or whatever because more than likely they probably know about it so it was like okay I can give you a, I can give you a card deck or whatever and you can begin whatever your quote-unquote powers are or whatever but for us it's not many of us who really dib and dabble in tarot so if we were to read something like that that may you know have us taken aback like you know what I don't need to do any of that but I don't I don't believe in that you know then I did because I didn't know anything but now it's like you shouldn't have to wait for somebody to give you a tarot deck because not everybody is open to it so why should you have to you know limit what you're being called called to do based on what somebody else gives you if that makes sense yes I will say I like technically I got my own deck I have the uh Rachel True um heart initiative tarot deck mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. from she's from the craft for those of you who don't know which was like when I was a kid and that movie came out, I didn't even see it when it first came out. Cause I was like, I was a child and I wasn't allowed to see it, but I saw her being like a black witch. And I was like, 
this is everything to me. Like that representation, just seeing her on the poster, I was like, this is everything to me. Um, so yeah, so I bought hers, but technically I bought it with my husband's money. So I'm going to say that it was a gift. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a gift, you know? Hey, I'm with it. Tomato, tomato is I'll get the job done the same way. Definitely. I I love that you, first of all, say that you're from Atlanta as if we can't hear it. So those of you who are really familiar with the accents should know that, girl, we hear Where's your accent? Because she's putting you to shame. You have, like, no accent. I have no accent. I was born and raised in Decatur, Georgia, and I have no accent. You've been in Orlando too long. No, this is what I sounded like in school and, like, kindergarten as well. (laughs) Like, this is is the same I'm actually from South Carolina, but I've been in Atlanta since 2017, so you hear that country. Yes, it's definitely like the south so no one should be confused (laughs) yeah i'm like we're all from the south but i do not sound like it but Um, Orlando doesn't i I feel like florida kind of like sometimes doesn't count when it comes to accents yeah (laughs) so what are some of the services raven that you provide as a tarot healer because that's exciting i want to get into it (laughs) the services that i offer well girl like i said i do everything under the sun moon and stars but as far as tarot reading goes, my most popular readings are like messages from spirit. I do tarot and oracle, and I actually listen to the messages that spirit, you know, channels through me to give to people. I do like full life readings where we look into your past, present, and your future. Little typical, you know, romance and love or how do they feel about me type readings. Um, and I do career finances and things like that. But my favorite ones are the messages from spirit because I like seeing the different messages that spirit gives to me. And it's like, I don't know, I'm feeling like butterflies. I'm feeling like an orange sunflower or, you know, just something weird like that. And the messages don't make sense to me. But when I deliver them to people, like they're like, oh, my goodness, I saw this or, oh, you know, so those are by far my favorite type of readings to do. But in addition to tarot, like I said, I just began doing Reiki. So working with you know, doing the Reiki healing, but I know some people do Reiki a little differently, but I actually look into whatever chakras you have blocked or imbalanced as well and give you like a blueprint or a outline on what you can do at home to make sure that it's constantly balanced and in alignment. Um, I do the life coaching sessions as well. So if you know that something isn't really right in your life or something is off I help coach you on your progress on you know changing your mindset because actually when I got really into tarot like that um I had found out I was pregnant I went through my pregnancy alone and that was like the one thing that kept me afloat was through tarot readings and helping people and you know doing my own personal shadow work and reconnecting with myself and you know Going through something that big and drastic alone, it's, it's kind of heavy. If any, if any of y'all have children or know anyone, you know, who's done that by themselves, it can really take a toll on you. And, you know, trying to keep yourself positive and trying to keep yourself confident in yourself. So that's why, you know, I really like to do the life coaching to help people with their mindsets. Because as long as you believe in yourself and as long as you feel good about yourself, you really can do any and everything. And if I could do this by myself without having a job, trying to make a business out of something... And taking care of my baby, doing all that, and anybody can do anything as well. I love that so much. Can you dive into a little bit about what shadow work is? Because I feel like a lot of people hear it, but don't actually know like what it actually means. 
Yes. So in my personal definition, because, you know, everybody has their own definitions. Shadow work is uncovering the shadows within yourself. Shadows are things that you're trying to have behind you. If you're outside and the sun is shining, your shadow is behind you. Things that you don't want to admit that you don't want to face. Things that are very dark about you. Um, It could be things that you're just trying to suppress and things that you you, it's not even things that you have healed from. It can be things that you don't even really want to ac- acknowledge you're trying to run from. So uh, shadow work is facing it head on and working through it to move um, move on from it, to move forward, to move past it, and not just trying to put a Band-Aid on it and hope that it goes away. Because sometimes um, a lot of people just try to sweep things under the rug, and then it comes back to hunt you, or not hunt, but it comes back you know, to hunt you a year, two years from then, and you got to face it when you should have just faced it head on to begin with and been, you know, done with it. I love that. And that's why I love like the emphasis on you calling yourself like a tarot healer instead of just like a tarot reader or, you know, anything like that, because it's like the emphasis on healing, I think is so important. Because I think a lot of people don't realize like that they can use these sort of tools to like literally help their healing journey move along so much faster. And it's like, especially if you're doing it in addition to like mindful eating and taking daily walks and seeing a therapist, it's like, if you're doing all these things together, like it's really going to help your journey with healing. So like so much faster. Um, Cause I think, you know, a lot of people are afraid to jump into a healing journey cause they know it's, it's not always fun, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's work. Like that's why it's called, like you said, shadow work, like it's work, but it's like when you come in on the other side of it, it's so worth it. And I just really feel like, Tarot is such a great tool um, to kind of get you to the other side a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you offer a course for those who are wanting to learn more about tarot. So what sort of things can someone expect to learn in that course? Yeah, you will learn everything. See, that's the thing with me. I'm so detailed and thorough that you're going to learn literally everything that you need to know and things that I wish I would have known. Um, So you're going to learn the basics, you know, the major arcana and the minor arcana. I literally go through every single card from um, the full card to the world card and from the ace of cups to the king of pentacles. And I give you my tricks that I use to learn and how I correlate the magician to whatever or the moon to whatever i let you know the zodiac signs affiliated with each one of the cards i let you know uh the elements and how to remember what the elements are i give you details on numerology on what ones represents what um what nines represents what fives represents i give you uh you know insight on how to remember what the pages the queens the knights and the kings mean because i know those were the hardest cards for me to learn and um i do some practice with uh with you on deciphering or learning what the meaning of a card would be because i really try to instill in people that don't just look at the one meaning of the card look at the cards in front of it and behind it to tell a story because every single tarot reading no matter if it's one card or five cards or 12 cards it tells a story so don't just look at the one card itself look at everything that comes out and you don't have to read it in linear order either just trust your gut so i also give insight on how my method for doing tarot readings what crystals i use to help me so give me insight on what crystals that you can use and also reversals. Although I don't read in reversals a whole lot, I base mine off the cards that are surrounding it. But you know, I do instruct you on how to read in reversals. And it's really just the opposite of what the upright meaning is. 
that's amazing. You clearly know your stuff. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Like I'm blown. My brain is blown away by your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And you know, I feel like people don't understand. Like there's like there's so many elements to it and it's so hard. It took me forever just to be like learning how to like do like to figure out a spread. You know what I mean? To like lay the card down. I was so like perplexed by just that. Um, so really being able to kind of get some insight and kind of like you said, like, because a lot of times, you know, so many of us, uh, you know, have grown up Christian, like I know, mm -hmm. like I grew up Catholic. So my mom was like, tarot cards? Absolutely not. You know, um, she just thought everything was evil and bad and, and whatever. Um, so, you know, for a lot of us, it's like, we don't have a place to find that guidance to, you know, hand down this knowledge. And, and that's the reality is that like a lot of this knowledge was, you know, our ancestors practice it, but it's just been lost throughout the years, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. What does 444 mean? I want to know what you think it means. 444 to me, it represents protection. You're protected. Uh, go ahead and take that leap. Spirit got you. Go ahead and just relax and release. Spirit got you. Um, like you don't have to worry about anything. You've been stressing and worrying for what? You are protected. Spirit got you. But also, if we just break down the fours individually, it could mean a lot of different things because fours represent stability. Fours represents having a good foundation. Fours can also represent being stagnant as well. It's a fine line between being being uh, stable and being complacent, you know. So, but if I see four, four, four together, then to me, it's letting me know that I'm protected. I don't have to worry. Just let it all go. Okay, oh. that's what I kind of thought that it meant, and I because I like looked it up, and you know, of course, there's like multiple meetings, and that's what I was kind of thinking. And I definitely had like a ridiculous amount of 444s like in my life lately, which is great because mm -hmm. like I've recently made like some super huge changes and been like worried about them. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it kind of feels like the right message, you know? Mm-hmm. No, okay, I love you are this. Fine. You are fine. Don't, whatever you're worried about, you're fine. Whatever decisions you made, you're fine. You did the right thing. Yay. Love it. Um, <laughs> We have, so I personally follow, like, I mean, growing up Christian, knowing a lot of Christian people, a lot of people are going on the deconstruction journey right now. Like, I don't know about your social media, but mine is all people mm -hmm. deconstruction, deconstructing and just trying to find that deeper, but being afraid and like trying, like they're afraid to get their toe in the water. They know they want to try it, but they don't know. So what advice do you have from someone who's looking for a deeper spiritual connection, but doesn't know where to start? And that connection, like, meaning outside of their organized religion upbringing type of thing. That's interesting. Someone just DM me that question like two days ago. I would first start off by asking them, what have you been feeling? Like this person who wrote me, she was like, oh, I've been wanting to get into crystals, but I'm, I'm just starting my spiritual journey. I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Well, they asked about crystals, start with crystals. So I would ask the person, what have you been feeling? Have you been having any dreams? Like maybe they have been seeing the reoccurring angel numbers or something. Start looking into that. I don't, I wouldn't really give anybody one specific foundation to start with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody, I can tell you to start with crystals, but you may realize I don't like these rocks. Like, so it's <laughs> 
start with that, you might want to get into, uh, you maybe have been attracted to the color yellow a lot lately. Okay, maybe your solar plexus needs to be balanced. Look into, uh, you know, chakras. So I wouldn't give anybody one specific thing. I would just give a feel to see, you know, what have you been drawn to? What have your dreams been telling you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's why you need to hire someone. Like, this is where, like, the importance of working with a healer is so you're mm-hmm. not out here in the spiritual sauce by yourself, finding yourself frustration, frustrated and then writing it all off because you didn't go towards what you need right now. Like what you said, your your, your body is, your spirit is telling you what you need to start looking into. Exactly. So I really love your readings on social media. That's how, like, I originally found you. Um, especially like when you do them for, um, you know, like all the earth signs group together or whatever, and you like actually talk about it and explain things out. And for me, like a lot of them have been just like very, very spot on. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn and I'm very much a Capricorn. Um, (laughs) but I'm, I'm a Sagittarius rising with a Gemini moon. I have a weird personality. I was going to say that all fits very (laughs) well. (laughs) People that know me. It like when you know those signs and you understand what they mean, you're like, yep, that explains. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always wonder because like I would see Capricorn stuff and sometimes it wouldn't apply, and I'd be like, wait, what? And then I learned about my rising and my moon, and I was like, oh, man, that Gemini moon, that's yes. it, that's it. Yes, that's why I'm a mess. That's what it is. It's my Gemini moon. Um, and so you know, it's been really awesome to be able to find that stuff on social media and like learn more about that and like learn more about, you know, your other placements and things like that. And you've definitely shared a lot of that information on social media, which has been just so awesome to see. So how do you use social media basically to benefit your business? Well, primarily my business is social media. Um, Excuse me. So I just, putting myself out there and, you know, trying to connect with as many people as I can. And I try to be very genuine with everything that I do. Um, sometimes being genuine, you can get lost in the sauce of everybody trying to be gimmicky. But, you know, just staying true to myself and hoping that it relates to someone. I'm not trying to reach everybody. But, you know, somebody who can vibe with how I deliver messages, you know, that's how it's helping my business and it's how I'm helping, you know, heal and, and help people. And I always feel like, you know, even if it's a client, if you never come back to me, I feel like I did my job. You know, mm-hmm. even if you don't come back to me for some other reason, which I don't <laughs> see why you wouldn't, but you know, I just feel like I did my job. So social media is very helpful. Um, because I also met some really cool people from, you know, doing my daily readings and stuff like that. So it's been extremely helpful. Did I answer your question? Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, that totally checks out because you are incredibly like I feel like it's hard to find people that are so authentic on social media these days like kind of like you said it can get really gimmicky I think a lot of people just feel like oh I have to post this way or like my feed has to look this way or whatever it is and so a lot of people don't come across genuine because for me like I've you know specifically searched for people that do what you do and I've been a part of like um, monthly like memberships clubs and stuff like that for other people who do similar work, but it just wasn't like hitting the right way, you know? Um, And so I think it is, it's hard to find people that are like actually genuine on social media, but your social media is so genuine. That's why I love you. And and so your answer like makes a hundred percent sense because it's just totally true. 
Well, you Absolutely. got me over feeling special and blushing and everything. Thank you. <laughs> you First of all, you are special. Second of all, <laughs> I love that you said you're not trying to work with everybody. And I think that's yes. such a key indicator of someone who knows what they're doing and is ready to, to get to the business that they want to do. Because entrepreneurs oftentimes want to please everyone. And they're like, I need everyone to be my target customer. And that's just not real and that's not effective and that's not helpful for anyone involved and like you said if you were the you were what they needed at that time and you delivered the service that they need whether or not they liked it whether or not you know what i mean that's not your business your business is you did your best and you gave them the the benefit like the life the thing that they needed in their life at that moment Mm -hmm. and you know one thing that i um tell people especially people who may be skeptical about tarot anyway um, I always tell them, I'm not here to convince or persuade you to use my services. You reached out to me because you were interested. And if you just feel like spirit wants you to work with me, then by all means do so. If not, I'll be here whenever you need it. But I'm never going to try to con- convince somebody they need me because if you got a doubt in your mind, then, hey, you better listen to that voice. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of, this is so random, I didn't ask this, I didn't write this down before, but have you heard of Casadega, Florida? I just heard about it like yes. a few ago, and it's like the spiritual How Catholic- did you, okay, never mind, let me ask you, you grew up in a Catholic house. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> From before I moved the here. capital of, like, I guess the South. Yes, East. yes. And it has, like, the largest number of, like, psychics and tarot readers and things like that. And, like, the reason that I found it is because... You know, I haven't been traveling because the pandemic and I really just felt the need to go somewhere with like a certain type of energy. So I was like looking up places and I didn't think that there would be any in Florida. Like I, you know, I was like, I kind of was like feeling like I really want to go to New Orleans, maybe head up, you know, to like, like a Savannah. A- yeah. And so I was like trying to figure out where where can we drive to and, and do a trip? And then this pops up and I'm like, this is right down the street. And I guess because um, originally like this guy founded it and it kind of like a school and informational center and now like of course like there's the original building and and the original like I guess group of people who originally moved there and then of course just like with anything it attracted more people so different people have set up their different shops and stuff there so now there's just like this whole it's it's kind of a small town but it's funny because I've driven by it probably a thousand times like anytime I've driven out of the state of Florida which has been many a times I've driven right past it because I guess it's kind of like close to like it's between here and Daytona between Orlando and Daytona and it's like close to I-4 but it's just one of those like blink and you miss a type of spot so I feel like places like that are so amazing I I definitely am like okay we're gonna go once it stops being so hot it is way too hot in Florida right now to do anything Um, but we're definitely gonna go and like just see what the energy is like there and stuff but yeah I feel like it's like you said like when when people are open to it they're gonna receive the message when they're not, they're not. And it's not really your job to kind of, you know, convince them, you know what I mean? It's like they, they're on their own journey. They, and I feel like that's true of literally any business owner. I mean, like as a photographer, it was like, for me, it was like, okay, either you want me to shoot your wedding because you've seen my work and you've met me and you like my personality and you think those two things are going to mesh well for your day or you don't, you know what I mean? And it's like, we can sell to a certain extent and we can do marketing by putting ourselves out there. But at the end of the day, we're not all going to be for everybody. And that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Raven, what is some of the best career advice that you've ever gotten? 
Hmm. It depends. Are we talking about corporate career or are we talking about like all of starting it? Your own Working on the stuff. Both. Okay. We want Let's all see. the advice. <laughs> Where corporate, I would have to say it's been a lot. You said, was some good advice I done got or some advice in general? Good. Like the advice that's resonated with you as like being positive and helpful and has really helped you kind of stand in where you are now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so this is pretty much cliche, but it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's work with this current, I actually have a full-time job as well. So it really helped when I got this job because one of my best friends, you know, basically got me this job. But the other part of that was when I worked at my other corporate job before I came to this job, no matter how much work I did, star performer on the team, um, I always got overshadowed by someone with less experience than me and someone who basically was a yes man to everybody else. Um, So it really showed me that it doesn't matter what my skills are. If they already have somebody else in mind, more than likely, you know, if it's one of their friends or whatever, they're going to um, they're gonna pick them to be a lead or to be a manager or whatever the case may be. So on one, on one token, it worked against me, but this current position I have as well is worked in my favor, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's always who you know. And then as far as um, personal, you know, starting your own business is consistency. Consistency. Mm-hmm. Even if you only have two followers on social media, Keep going. You never know who's watching you. No matter if you price your services, lowest service, $500, and nobody buys it, it's okay. All you need is that one person. That one person can tell other people mm-hmm. and referrals. That's the bulk of my business, referrals. Like, I don't have to do anything on social media, and I have people referring people to me, you know. So those are the best advices or forms of advice that I've gotten, and it has worked for me. Yeah. So true. And especially with something like as personal as what you're doing, you know, like I feel like that's if somebody has an experience with you and they're like, okay, this all checked out. That was such a great spiritual experience. Of course, they're going to tell the people that are like closest to them, you know? Absolutely. For me, mm-hmm. I want to get like, hopefully my family's not listening. Hopefully they never listen, honestly. But <laughs> <laughs> for Christmas, I want to get them all readings because I just feel like that'd be like a fun like Christmas gift. I need you to put that yes. on Zoom and don't tell them that I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I like like well, I was kind of thinking about like going somewhere and you know, it's all getting readings the same day and then um, you know, kind of like recording everybody's reactions and kind of seeing how it goes. Um, cause I mean, like my family, like my mom was super Catholic, but now she's pretty chill. So she'd be open to it. She'll just do whatever. And my brother's very much so. So we're all like, we all have crystals everywhere. Crystals and plants. It's pretty much what our homes are made of. <laughs> so let our listeners know the best places to find you on the internet and how they can actually best support you and your business going forward. They can find me on Instagram at Raven Lanny Tarot, R A V E N L A N I T A R O T. Um, that's primarily the main platform I use. I'm on TikTok, but it's mostly my personal stuff. And unless y'all want to see me doing personal stuff, then you know. Um, <laughs> but my website is ravenlanny.com or either Raven Lanny Tarot, it'll still redirect you. Um, but that's the best place to order a reading or to get any services done by me. 
Um, and that's the best way to support me. You know, why not buy into a small business, a small black owned female business? Because I am right. a single parent. So anyway, I can get my coins, you know, it'll be very much appreciated. And God going to bless you. I know that's right. Thank you so much. I learned so much today. I'm really excited. I kind of think that I'm going to be gifting myself the like the tarot class with you because like I said, I have the cards. I'm, I'm doing something, but I feel like I'm missing a lot of information because when you explained it, I was like, oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, so, and again, I'm all about like shortcuts when you can take them. Right. And, and learning knowledge from other people that, no more than I do. So I'm super excited about that. And then I'll, I'll definitely have to get with you about Christmas gifts because that would be really fun too. <laughs> yes. And I will certainly appreciate it. Even if you just need, even if you need some advice or guidance about something that you're beginning, <clears throat> you're not really sure. I'm always a DM away. So I'm always very responsive, which I think is a difference between me and some spiritual people who have a lot of followers. I'm always going to respond back to people. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Thank y'all. I appreciate it so much.